The crypto markets are seeing higher volume than ever before. Certainly, it must mean interest in Bitcoin is at an all-time high, right? Or perhaps could there be more subversive factors at play? Well, today we're joined by Dmitry Buterin, CEO of Hacken, a global cybersecurity consultancy company with essential focus on blockchain security. Hacken's done significant research into crypto exchange volume, and you are going to be shocked and maybe even stunned to discover what they have learned. So hold on to your lug nuts. It's time for an overhaul on episode number 289 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Thanks Joel. for asking. Thanks That's for right. asking. Yes, this is going to be a fun one. You know, this might be painful for some people to hear that their their prized exchange may not be as uh, voluminous as you might have hoped. Hmm. Actual data says some things. We got a pretty cool show for you today. I want to quote that. Actual data says some things. <laughs> True. Actual data <laughs> says some things. Some people did something. And some data said some things. Divi said some things, too. They say, we want to keep sponsoring the Bad Crypto Podcast because your audience has been incredibly receptive. And we're glad to have Divi. If you guys haven't checked out DiviProject.org yet, what are you waiting for? I just got done uh, being in Vegas for a few days, a little away time with my daughter. And one of the first things I did when I got back is I launched my Divi wallet on my PC desktop and took a look at my master nodes, and they are chugging away. It's super easy to set up your own master node with Divi, and then you shut it down. You set it and forget it, and you come back, and boom, Divi sitting right there in your wallet. It just it does it while you're sleeping, while you're working, while you're eating, while you're breathing, even when you're pooping. It, the Divi just keeps coming no matter what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sponsored by Divi. Like, I, that's just the, <laughs> the crypto that mines while you poop. <laughs> Earn crypto while you poop. Divi. That is the best sponsored message. DiviProject.org. <laughs> Check it out. Divi Poo Project. <laughs> it does not, by the way, implicate that it's at all. It's not. It's great. I just want to be clear that there is no relation to my incredibly uh, tasteless sense of humor and the quality of Divi. That's true. Well, you are, would you say, a 13-year-old? How old are you? 11? Professional? The pooping, the pooping propensities of the host of Bad Crypto do not indicate the value of a project. <laughs> do not mean that this project is a coin. But I'll tell you something that's really cool is that um, there was an auction that was posted on the Bad Crypto Mastermind on Facebook back on June 23rd by one of our uh, members, Jody James Ingram. And Jody creates custom vinyl bumper stickers. And so he did an auction for, for, for his sign company, and he said that he'll take bids for Badcoin to make custom bumper stickers. Well, I bid out of my personal stash, and I won uh, beat out a few others with a hundred thousand bad coin, 
and I went to you, I said, Hey, what do you want to put on these? And you made a design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about the design. Yeah. So I made it, I made it, I've been playing around, making shirts to just for my own sort of um, humor and to, you know, for my own entertainment. And one that I created, I used the Bitcoin logo or the font. Um, and I created one that said coin maximalist. <laughs> and I made that as a shirt. And then we sent that over to them and then they did some really cool stuff to it and actually enhanced the logo, put the bad crypto Bitcoin or the bad coin logo on it, said bad crypto podcast coin maximalists <laughs> they look awesome i've got a hundred of them here and i think travis what we'll do is when we finally do set a date for our second annual meetup uh, our mm-hmm. belated birthday celebration we'll just we'll give them out to you know the first hundred mm-hmm. that come to that event maybe yeah. we do some maybe we do a celebration at world crypticon or something just kind of as a um, you know we're going to be in vegas and world crypticon in october we'll just kind of have it be a like a party get together thing fun mm-hmm. celebration one night we're definitely going to do something there. So whether we do a meetup before then or not uh, remains to be seen, but we're, we're definitely going to do that. Uh, anyway, glad you guys are here for the show. We've got a great interview with uh, a gentleman from Hacken today. Travis, you're the first one to encounter these folks. What What is uh, Hacken all about? Yeah, so Hacken, uh, H-A-C-K-E-N dot I-O. Now, they're a global cybersecurity and consulting company doing mostly blockchain security. Now, they've worked with over 200-some-odd blockchain companies and different um, smart contracts to audit them to make sure that they are secure. Uh, And then they've also done a lot of stuff with these exchanges to see, you know, are these crypto exchanges, are they, you know, offering valid data? Are they actually, you know, do they actually have this much, you know, volume on their exchanges? So that's pretty interesting. Uh, they also do deep dive penetration testing to test out different things. And they have this, I, I spoke in, I spoke at their conference in Ukraine and, you know, been chatting with these guys for a long time. And, you know, they had so many hackers at this event and it's basically teaching them how to do different things. And one day was a showcase day. One day it was a teaching day. I remember sitting in one of these, one of these panels where they're teaching people how to, you know, access people's crypto and stuff it was just crazy i was just like man there are so many crazy minds within this place but will they actually work with the white hat hackers the good guys and do these bug bounties and say hey we're gonna pay x amount of dollars you know can you find any hacks with this particular website or this particular product or this particular database or whatever and they do this sort of sort of secure code review so, well, this is a fascinating interview. And if you guys are ready to hear the hard truth about fake volume, then buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. As you guys know, security is very, very important in the whole blockchain space, not only in the blockchain space, but in the enterprise level space. If you are not secure and your data is not secure, then that's a big vulnerability. We've seen a lot of really big companies go down by not having good security. Also, we need to know that crypto exchanges are on the up and up, and we want to make sure that their exchange is, are secure and our cryptos are safe, although we know that we're not supposed to be keeping our cryptos on exchanges. Well, today, we got the great honor of chatting with the CEO and co-founder of Hacken.io and the Crypto Exchange Ranks site, CER. It is the one and only Dmitry Buterin calling in from Kiev, Ukraine. Dimitri, welcome to Bad Crypto. Yahoo! Yeah. 
Hello, 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 everyone. Yeah, I want to kick off and say uh, something that uh, how I explain what is cybersecurity. So imagine that uh, we are locked in our bodies like for thousands of years. And right now, we're already not, uh, we're existing not only in our bodies anymore. We're existing in social accounts, in internet. And imagine that uh, the healthcare was uh, something that we've been dealing in and uh, we have a good progress, but in uh, uh, healthcare doesn't work in cyber world. And in cyber world, we also have viruses and diseases. And we have uh, bad uh, viruses created by bad people. And this is something that we have to do. And everybody has to understand that uh, you go to dentist and you need to work on your cybersecurity as well from in this 21st century. I, I want to give Dimitri bonus points for the enthusiasm. Uh, when he came on, I mean, that woo woo, that was awesome. And, and I just want to note that I've been locked in my body only for 55 <laughs> years. I'm not sure where I was before then, but definitely not thousands of years. I'm not that old. Uh, some some people believe in reincarnation, you know. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for intro. Uh, uh, intro. Yes, we really uh, get a deep dive in uh, blockchain security and uh, we did a lot of probably in in Europe we are the biggest cybersecurity firm in uh, blockchain space. Uh, we did a lot, around two hundred uh, projects for the last two years. Uh, we do code review, we do smart contract queries, penetration tests, and we do specialize on exchange security. And we know a lot. Of... What is your connection to Coin Market Cap? Uh, I'm friends uh, with Coin Market Cap, and uh, uh, we've been. Uh, um, we began our friendship with a quite, you know, uh, arguing story. We were the first in the space who was uh, screaming about fake uh, volume stuff. It was more than a year ago. Uh, we had the article about Bitforex uh, uh, crazy faking uh, amounts. By the way, they are dying now. And Forex uh, is dying now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cra crazy, crazy. I can uh, I can speak about uh, what are the dying uh, you know uh, uh, things the, to notice because when uh, you see that the price of BTC is bigger at some exchange, you have to think about it because uh, most of the time they, uh, there is a scam there. But anyway, so uh, we started to argue with Coin Market Cup because we used their name and they were very pissed about it. But then we started to speak and speak more, and uh, we had a lot of chats and a lot of meetings on how to, uh, what to do with this, and we have proposed to create kind of alliance and uh, uh, to show people uh, the roadmap how uh, the transparency can work in crypto space, and actually we are going uh, through this roadmap and things are, uh, are pretty well. I have a question for you about how you are identifying you know that fake volume because i i've been to your offices now two or uh, i spoke at your event i was one of the mcs at your event i think i've been there a couple times to your event I, I i absolutely love ukraine i think it's a great country so many smart people there and so let's let's talk how are you identifying the fake volume because you have your own the crypto exchange ranks which i think is a very great valuable asset for people to utilize CER.live is the website for crypto exchange rankings. And how are you guys able to tell that? And then what is maybe the real volume? Because 
that's one of the things that we've talked about is like, look at how the volume has increased year after year. Now we're seeing $25, $50 billion a day in crypto volume. What What's the real volume? Yeah, so thank you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, Ukraine advertisement. It's really nice during the summer. Uh, I've only been in the winter. I got to get there in the summer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls uh, go in uh, short skirts, and this is really, really good. That's really uh, good. <laughs> Uh, you you know you got to be careful, Dimitri. You you might you might offend True. some ah, women yes, that don't yes, look yes. good in short skirts. Oh, I'm, I'm That's sorry. not. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in Ukraine, we, we uh, women are not offended. Yeah. In Ukraine, there um, are no ugly women in short skirts. They're all beautiful. All the women in the world are beautiful. Uh, so uh, yes, there it is really difficult to identify the fake volume uh, if you just you know look at uh, the numbers. But there is a method. Uh, uh, the People are faking volume usually trading inside the spread. And uh, at some exchanges, you can even uh, trade within one account. You know, just uh, this is so ridiculously stupid. Uh, and yeah, uh, if you have two data sets, if you have the transaction history and you have the trade order books, the buy and sell walls, then you can identify which uh, transactions uh, were done between the spread and if you have this data you can eliminate from the reported volume numbers the spread uh, the trade numbers in the spread and this will be the real volume so how much volume would you say is actually fake because 95 percent overall in the overall the whole industry or just on some of the exchanges uh for all of the industry, I would say. Uh, look, the, the coins, uh, all the tokens and coins uh, trade volume is like 98% is fake. It's really bad, like, because no one is uh, uh, winning when he is daily trading coins, except probably exchange and except the uh, company that issued these tokens. Uh, you have to understand that you have to understand that uh, the whole industry is. Uh, uh, does not make money. They don't make money. Only few projects, like us, of course, <laughs> were making some revenues. And the rest, tokens, they are just keep spending the money raised. And for uh, many cases, they already spent the, everything that they raised. And right now, they keep selling tokens. And that's why the exchange rate of this project is going down and down and down. This is a huge problem. So how how does this get fixed? Easy. Very easy. Uh, once we have, uh, so two years ago, uh, we have uh, uh, marketers and PR guys entering the industry and some pyramid uh, Ponzi schemes guys, and they brought industry to some level. Uh, that was good. Uh, before it was developers who, uh, who came. Then uh, lawyers came into this industry and they started to uh, run the show of uh, STO and so all this stuff. And the next people who will enter this industry are going to be uh, financial auditors. And they're going to start calculating the the, the uh, coin market cap uh, financial models. So uh, once you see the project who has 30 million coin market cap, they will come and say, hmm, um, uh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, this uh, tokenomics is useless. Uh, they have uh, uh, no demand on the tokens, organic demand, and uh, all this uh, 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 is uh, hype. And probably this token doesn't worth anything. 
So our uh, report on this token, uh, useless, zero. So these people will come to the industry and uh, this is the, uh, this is a good evolution of and uh, the must step. And, um, and there is another one thing, how uh, all this bad small um, tokens gonna die is that uh, people will know the actual order book of um, the tokens and uh, they will not be able to you know to fake people that oh i have so big liquidity my token is trading 20 million per day they will see the actual order book that is uh, empty and this is how this industry will change that's fascinating it seems like you know, there's been a lot of manipulation. It's in an area where nothing is regulated. It's the wild, wild west of cryptos out here for sure. Now, so what I've noticed is on Coin Market Cap. So you guys are part of the Data Transparency and Accountability Alliance. You guys now have your own column on Coin Market Cap of here's yep. the reported volume and here's the actual volume that we believe that number is. That's correct, right? Um, uh, so we proposed the methodology, and based on this methodology, the coin market cap started to uh, uh, to uh, collect the data from exchanges. And there's going to be a roundtable very soon where um, the new rules going to be set up. This roundtable is going to be like kind of creation of uh, um, of regulation uh, that came from the crypto people, not from the countries, not from the big enterprises. And uh, it's it's something that excites me so much. And um, uh, we understand that uh, in, in Alliance, it is important to segregate the duties. And once we proposed the methodology and people liked it, uh, we decided to concentrate on uh, other metrics. And uh, the metric that we take responsibility is uh, hot and cold wallet balances of exchanges. So we have collected uh, most of the balances of biggest exchanges and not on the biggest, around 100 exchanges. And uh, we push this metric as the metric that is really difficult to fake. It's almost impossible to fake. And uh, the metric that really shows the size and liquidity of the uh, this and that exchange. So then, so that so right now, I, I just want to clarify for the folks listening. So that's the adjusted volume, right, from those crypto from those because I noticed that if you look at Coin Market Cap and you just type in and you're lo- and you're looking at those those top exchanges, it's like top 100 by adjusted volume and top 100 by reported volume, and those numbers are drastically different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, the the adjusted volume, the really uh, number. Yeah. So, would you say that the data on that is correct then for the adjusted volume? So, would would you say then that OKX uh, and Binance and BW.com and L Bank and Huobi Global those are the top five when it comes to to volume most of the time? I cannot be sh- uh, I cannot uh, guarantee this for one hundred percent because we still uh, didn't make the round table. Uh, but the yeah the roundtable is going to be probably in one month. But uh, from what I know, um, yes, they they have implemented this metrics have uh, cleaned uh, most of it for them. So you know the the problems with the exchanges are, are multiple, right? So they're they're not really audited. Sometimes they get hacked and they look into it, but there's no real accountability for it. Um, if there's bugs in the exchanges, they don't really necessarily 
disclose that? And does there need to be some sort of international, you know, board over these exchanges? How? Absolutely. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, at Hacking identify five biggest threats of crypto exchanges. Uh, these are money laundering, cybersecurity, fake volume, real size of exchange uh, in terms of uh, the reserves there, uh, and uh, unfair dealing. So uh, let's start from the first one, money laundering. So exchanges don't have uh, proper KYC and IML for the crypto that's been deposited. For example, uh, Binance, I love Binance, but Binance has two BTC uh, that uh, are not reviewed and you can create unlim uh, unlimited number of accounts. So basically Binance is acting mm. as a uh, wash, uh, washing machine. Uh, so you can send up to 25K every day and nobody will even notice it. It's quite big money. Right, because without even being acknowledged as know your customer, without verifying that you can withdraw two Bitcoins worth every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, another very bad thing in this industry that there is still no uh, centralized body who is uh, uh, kind of creating the shield of stolen and hacked uh, Bitcoins to get into major exchanges. Now, there is an amazing alliance, Crypto Defender Alliance, we are also part of it, who is trying to build it, but still... Um, there are uh, exchanges like Yobit, for example, who just don't care and they accept all the crypto, uh, all the stolen crypto, and they they kind of wash. Then another uh, thing is DEXs. So uh, DEXs, uh, uh, decentralized exchanges, they uh, the the core principle of them is that uh, uh, you don't check uh, who is trading, and this is also very bad. I think it's bad. So these are two main things on money laundering. Cybersecurity. There is no standards of cybersecurity for exchanges and nobody knows whether this or that exchange is uh, has done all the necessary steps to um, protect their users. And um, this is something that we try to work on. Uh, there is no requirements for cybersecurity audits. There is no obligatory bug disclosure program. Half a year ago, we found a vulnerability in uh, trading view, and this vulnerability was almost at all exchange. And we decided to send this vulnerability to uh, everybody and to see their reaction. And actually, it was really, really bad. You know, only thirty percent of exchanges replied to us, and the rest, uh, like around forty percent of exchanges, they still have this bug. And then uh, there is no accountability for hack uh, events. You know, if someone hacked exchange and they just can say, oh, I'm sorry, uh, we're going to take uh, this money from other people's accounts and compensate. And then uh, there is a, uh, another problem that uh, people don't know what is the correlation between assets and liabilities of exchange. And this is another important point, another important point, uh, topic. Uh, this topic comes to Quadriga CX exchange. Do you guys remember about this case, Canadian exchange? Yeah, that's the one where the CEO died, right? And is left with like all these millions of dollars worth of crypto keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the story. But uh, do you know the actual story? Do not know the actual story. <laughs> Tell uh -oh. us the story behind the story. Yes. Go. Yeah, so that was, um, uh, you know, 
so they, they they actually did a good job in PR because everybody uh the the main news uh was that say the guy died with the private keys oh my god you see how crypto is un, un, uh, unreliable but then a lot of people started to get a deep dive and they discovered that uh, the cold and hot walls of this exchange were empty for around uh, half a year they discovered that this guy uh, has divorced with his wife and uh, found uh, a new young girl they discovered that three months before his uh, uh, let's say departure mm-hmm. to another world uh, he moved to india uh, they discovered that the fake uh, the death certificate he got were from the uh, in, uh, indian state uh, with the easiest uh, you know uh, um, with the most of the cases mm-hmm. of fake death certificates and uh, they discovered that uh, uh, the body was never found. <laughs> oh, so he might not actually absolutely. Be so the guy and so so we started to uh, have a look and we saw that from Quadriga CX for the whole 2018 there were a lot of uh, big movements to other exchanges, uh, the big crypto movements, and uh, probably the guy was just uh, margin trading the uh, assets of the people who used his exchange and nobody noticed it because nobody knows that uh, something like this can easily happen there is no internal control there is no public controls so probably he just lost a lot in margin and then he decided okay i have two options either to go to prison or to start a new life (laughs) so he decided to start a new life that's amazing. That's amazing to think that that might actually have happened or, you know, that you guys are the ones that are go down the rabbit hole to discover that stuff. That's one of the things that I really love about your team is hacking is that you guys are doing some of the stuff that nobody else is doing and you're doing it on your own. There's no organization out there that's, you know, a regulatory organization that's keeping these things in check. You're, you and your organization decided to go out and, and do the research to figure things out. So, You've you've set up all this information about all these crypto exchanges. You've done all these, you know, you've 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 helped secure over two hundred different blockchain, uh, not only their companies but also their smart contracts. So maybe talk a little bit about what you guys do there to help with the uh, the smart contract auditing to help that out because there are so many vulnerabilities in some of these contracts. If they're not done correctly, it could be very bad. Um, thank you again, Travis. Um, yeah, there are, um, to be honest, uh, smart contract auditing is not a very complicated stuff. And, um, th- there, are, but there are still uh, cases when, uh, uh, for example, uh, XRP Ripple, um, there is a vulnerability how to uh, make a double spend. And this, uh, vulnerability can easily, uh, be fixed, but this should be done by an exchange. Unfortunately, new exchanges don't even know about this vulnerability. People that uh, are exploiting these vulnerabilities, they keep making money. You know, so uh, there is very big gap, uh, uneducational gap. Uh, unfortunately, the the CEOs of the projects of crypto projects and even exchanges are usually marketing and PR guys, and they don't even think about you know let's uh, let's. Uh, check our product for security. No, they usually think, ah, I have a CTO. He knows everything. He's so super smart. He he will handle all the questions, but usually it's not. Yeah, it's the, 
we do have uh, uh, we did secure a lot of projects and uh, we did a lot of smart contract audits. But to be honest, the the uh, the core job of uh, our team right now is more in uh, blockchain protocol audits in uh, in a little bit more complicated stuff. Yeah, smart contract audit is a small business. It's really like uh, the, I don't know. I don't want to talk about our competitors in this field. But uh, really, when you hear that, oh, we are doing the smart contract auditors, uh, we are doing smart contract audits, and we have two engineers in our team, and this is uh, something very small. I'm curious what you think about the tweets that uh, our president recently put out talking about Bitcoin and saying it's not a legitimate currency um, and that, you know, Facebook Libra needs to have a banking charter and that the only real currency in the U.S. is the dollar because it's allegedly strong. Is, is he trolling or is is this legit? What do you I just want to know what you think about the whole thing. Um. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in Ukraine, our president uh, who won the elections, uh, he is a comedian. Uh, how he won the election? Uh, he created the TV series uh, about uh, a teacher becoming a president and how he, you know, uh, fight with all the oligarchs and whatever. And the guy is like really comedian and he won with 75%. So... Uh, you know, uh, in Ukraine, uh, there is a lot of jokes about politics and uh, we discuss it only like, you know, with the beer. Uh, so uh, I, I don't want to comment, but I just can say uh, that I'm crypto maximalism. I don't really think that financial revolution is something, you know, uh, like uh, to go and land on moon. I think um, that uh, hum- hum- humanity can make much more complicated stuff in improving their lives, improving the society than just, you know, to uh, shift the uh, whole financial uh, system from USD to something different. I think it's a small step and this will for sure happen. Uh, it cannot it cannot last forever that USD is a reserve currency of all the economies just come. I want to. I want to talk to you about the network of white hat hackers that you have. So you had an event last year. I think it's the fourth event you've had last year. Maybe you got the fifth one coming up this year with Hackett, which you have a network of thousands of hackers at your disposal. So I went to this event, and there's probably a thousand hackers at this thing, and I made sure to keep my phone off. I did not log on to my computer that day. <laughs> I'm just like, there are so many hackers here. This could ruin my life today. So I'm going to make sure that I don't turn any of my shit on. So like, how have you built this network of all these hackers? You've, I mean, it is unbelievable to sit in that room with all of these people who are so smart at figuring shit out and figuring out things that we don't even know need to be figured out. How have you you know, collected all these and then what, how do you utilize them with, with your business? Because you have a network that you tap into regularly. So in Ukraine, um, we have a great mathematician school. Actually, Ukraine were the brains of Soviet Union. We were the country who was building the nuclear station, the rockets. Chernobyl, Probably right? a lot of people yeah. have heard about Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, we brought all these hackers to Chernobyl yes. last year, remember? Uh, and uh, we uh, 
for sure have all the skills and uh, this is something like to make money from unfortunately i know a lot of cases uh, how to make uh, money from the gray hacker market but um, yeah it's uh, something that uh, uh, passionize us and uh, when you do something that you love uh, people believe and people group together so uh, yes, we have this uh, group of hackers, and uh, we can do a lot of things with that. So based on your evaluations of the crypto uh, landscape right now, what do you think it's going to take for us to go mainstream and get the adoption that we're all looking for? Uh, area of research is also the tokenomics. Obviously, because hacking uh, has its own token and uh, I'm. Uh, I, I was uh, always uh, putting a lot of efforts to think uh, how to improve our tokenomics. And what I reached, uh, what I understood that B two B tokenomics doesn't work. Uh, simply, uh, you cannot sell through your token services to other businesses. And um, what I understood that the future is with B two C tokenomics. Uh, the future is with uh, the projects who propose something to their clients with the token. So the future is with super applications and uh, which uh, incentivize people with their token and which improves their lives. And simple example is uh, when you go to China, uh, you see that uh, people are using uh, WeChat like 95% of the time. When you go in the subway, you see that people are missing their stations because like everybody is like all the time in WeChat and how they why they do it because uh, the company Tencent they have studied very well the behavior of all the users and what they like what they don't like and they got really addicted so you will understand where I'm going so right now there will be a very big shift uh, there will be a new applications that uh, will have embedded tokens, that will have embedded crypto, uh, and these applications will improve our lives. And these applications will have um, a token that will be directly linked, the token price will be directly linked to the number of community. And people uh, will uh, spread the word of not their favorite token, People will start spreading the word about their favorite application, and uh, you know how how Uber was uh, was spread. Hey man, uh, install this app, and uh, three times the black car will go and get you uh, where you want to go. In uh, the crypto applications, will be hey man, install this app. Your cybersecurity will be improved forever, and you will get twenty bucks. How about that? And people will start doing that. And there will be a lot of other cases. My favorite, for example, in crypto is uh, basic attention token, the case. But I really, very, I'm really very upset with their development team. Uh, they are very slow and they mm. could have done much better work. But the concept is pretty great. Hey, man, stop uh, using Chrome on your mobile uh, phone. Use our internet browser and you will get money. Right, you know, I've I'm I'm ditching Chrome everywhere right now. I just uh, I've deleted it from my computers, and my next step is to uh, to move my mail, our documents, and uh, calendar to another service because Google is just plain evil. 
No, uh, thank you. Uh, but uh, I mean that uh, eventually people will be, everyone will be part of uh, from three to five communities. These communities can be very different. And each community uh, will benefit from the the number uh, from the number growth, and this community will have tokens, and people will shill it, and they will shill it really hard. And I think this is how adoption will come. So let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There are thousands and probably millions of groups on Facebook. Everyone is their own community, right? And some of the we've had some conversations with people, and they think that every community is going to have their own token. Is that is and you said that people are going to be in three to five different communities. Like, how many of these community tokens are there going to be? It's not going to be community token. It's going to be application token. It's going to be application who is improving your life with something, with uh, okay. some new experience. For for uh, it, it can be anything. So say it was maybe Google Drive, a new a new version well, of Google yeah, Drive. Yeah, yeah. For example, the Dropbox, whatever. And uh, okay. and the tokenomic that is built, uh, embedded in this application, will be that the uh, community who owns these tokens they are benefiting from the equity growth. So the equity uh, and mm-hmm. you know these all the shares are gonna be shifted to a token. So for example, imagine uh, the Uber that the twenty five percent commission from the taxi drivers are not going to. Uber, but it's like it's staying with the community. And it is, it's Uber is just a simple app and uh, application. And uh, all the money that they're raising, that they're making, they are flittering away in this, uh, in my opinion, uh, quite weak uh, technology of self driving cars. I was in Pittsburgh, I, I saw all these uh, uh, factories, how they uh, like they, they, each car. The self-driving car, the Uber car, the Volvo car, cost one million dollars, and it's like I, uh, I, I don't believe in it. Yeah. So and, uh, such applications, uh, it's uh, our generation and next generation applications that will definitely appear that people will use. Uh, the wealth will stay with the people. Let me ask and you they will... if you're thinking of this because we've had conversations about this as it's as as this because what you just said was the equity in the company and the stock in the company. It's going to become tied to a crypto, right? And then that, and then the people who are adopting that product or adopting that service or application, they're going to be the ones who are the rewardees of the of the profit from that company. Absolutely. And and the the, the problem of uh, why it didn't happen before because most of the uh, projects were uh, focused on B two B sales, and there is only few. Uh, that been uh, thinking about masses about like so- solving some personal problems, and only few build some useful applications. There is still no applications in the Western world. If you compare the uh, applications of uh, Chinese people and ours, like uh, very big difference. Like uh, Facebook, Twitter, they are not user friendly. If you compare it to with Chinese. People. Well, well, they're not user friendly because they're not built for the users, right? We are the product. We are what's being sold on Facebook. And so that automatically that disqualifies it as user friendly, even if we don't get into the interface and the uh, uh, the UI. Absolutely. And uh, that's why I think that Instagram, you know, this uh, or the whole thing about Instagram that everybody is now 
is spending uh, in average around one hour and a half in Instagram per day, this also will change to something that will, uh, besides of entertainment, will bring some wealth to users. And this will happen very soon. When will we go outside again? That's what I want to know. I mean, it looks beautiful out there. We're always connected to our devices. An hour and a half on Instagram, that must come with a shift from watching TV, though, right? Because, you know, it used to be that the average American watched, what, three or four hours of TV a day, which is absolutely insane to me to even, you know, think about that as a daily average. But they're switching. They're moving to their phone. We say that while we spend eight to ten hours on the computer. Right. That, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. People spend all that time on the television right. as I'm tapping away, tapping time. <laughs> I, I love I love what you're saying, Dimitri. I think that you're right on. I think that it's going to extend not only to applications and services, but also to even hardware devices. And, and one of the examples we've always used is like, imagine how great it would have been if in the early 2000s when I bought that iPod or I bought that iMac or whatever, I got some Apple stock too that was attached to an Apple token. And then as that company went from being worth, you know, a hundred million to being worth almost a trillion dollars or from a hundred billion or 50 billion to, you know, a trillion dollars, like the users who had had some of those tokens would have won as well, not just Apple. And so I think that that's really where businesses are going to to utilize crypto as, as sort of an incentive for loyalty. Stay with us, increase our equity in our brand, and you will win because you have the Apple token, right? Is that is that some of what you're thinking? Absolutely. And in crypto, there is uh, uh, much more things that you can do with the token. You, uh, and most of the uh, uh, tokenomics right now, they don't use this amazing tool of staking. Uh, and but staking is the key mechanism how you can uh, increase your price and find funding to uh, to do something good for your project and this definitely will work in the future well dimitri of hacken thank you for joining us today tell us a little bit about um, the ukraine and you know can people come visit you there yes uh, so ukraine uh, was recently uh, selected by Daily Mail or whatever as the um, um, sexiest nation uh, in the world. The sexiest and nation so, in the world. Yes, uh, we were not. Well, one. it can't. It can't be. That can't be because Mr. Travis Wright <laughs> no, is in America, and he, he would have to be in Ukraine, and then it would be the sexiest nation. Yeah. So, so um, uh, I don't want to be a sexist, but I want to people, you know, explore uh, in other cultures. And if you have uh, free vacation time, and uh, if you want to find something uh, exotic, uh, maybe exotic because people think that Ukraine is exotic, and but very friendly nation, and very very cheap, like uh, the food here and drinks and bars is very very cheap. Uh, when I come to San Francisco, I spent my, like, uh, in two weeks, I spent uh, the amount that I spent uh, for half a year in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, um, you have to try and visit. It's a one, probably one uh, lifetime uh, trip, uh, but it's definitely worth it. I've been there six, I've been there six times, so I would say it's great. What, the first time, the first time I went there and I was in the hotel, and I kid you not, the 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 woman who knocked on my door to clean up my room who was my you know housekeeper 
she looked like a Victoria's Secret supermodel. And I was like, what? She's my housekeeper. Like, this does not even make sense. And then I went over to the grocery store and both of the cashiers were like early 20s and they both look like supermodels. And I was like, there are supermodels. So if you're a single dude, you want to go to Ukraine. That's all I'm going to say, because there is there are so many supermodels there that women who are who are maybe an eight or a nine think they're ugly. They think they're like a five because there's so many tens running around. And that's not even hyperbole. And what's crazy is that there are so uh, so like, w- what is the numbers there, uh, Dimitri? You know, it's something crazy, like for every three dudes, there's five women or something crazy because of all the wars that had happened. Uh, yeah, a lot of um, there is a big disproportion. So there are a lot of uh, I don't remember the numbers, but uh, you have to also understand that because we don't have big salaries in uh, Ukraine, Uh, a lot of men, they are quite disappointed, let's say, in life, and they drink a lot. So the guys who don't drink, the guys who do sports and who is successful in their professions, they are in quite high demand. Let's yeah. say like this. Great stuff. <laughs> Excellent. So there you go. Uh, single men, sober single men, head to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> The world is your oyster. Thanks, Dimitri. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. Sorry for such jokes, but I think it's funny. <laughs> Never apologize for comedy. We're good with it. <coughs> Excuse me, Travis. I'm hacking something over here. Oh, are you okay? I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of hacking on the amount of fake volume. <laughs> I thought you were hacking on my jokes. So I was like cracking jokes and you were hacking. No? Hacking while you're cracking? Mm-hmm. Hacking jokes. It's good stuff. Nice. But how... how How profound was that, though? Very, uh, very. And uh, it's definitely, you know, that that's information that needs to get out there. And, of course, you guys can share this episode. Badco.in forward slash 289 is what you're going to want to share to tell your friends and other crypto communities to listen to this episode because it, we think it's pretty important. Yeah. Brilliant guy. I've been to their headquarters multiple times. The brilliant team. And, you know, the cost of living there in Ukraine is, you know, it's it's amazing. It really is the cost of living there. But one thing I can say is that, you know, there's there's such good, you know, schools on math and programming. And there are so many amazing programmers and brilliant minds and mathematicians and engineers and software engineers and hackers in Ukraine. Also, you know, all over Eastern Europe, they're just, you know, Very big on math, very big on computer science, very big on, you know, building and, you know, coding and even hacking and different things. Again, crazy to crazy to be around so many brilliant minds. It's kind of scary. As I mentioned in the interview, I, when I was at that thing, I did not turn my computer on. I kept my phone on airplane mode most of the day just because I don't know if there's some vulnerability that they might know. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy. But uh, brilliant, brilliant minds over there. Love, love what they're doing. And it's needed. I mean, we we need this data. There is no regulations out there that says, you know, if, if this stuff is valid or if that's valid or there's any, you know, governing agencies over any of these exchanges. If they just say that, hey, our Bitcoin volume has done this today, then, you know, coin, you know, coin market cap will believe it. And some of these other sites will just pull that data and pull it in. Well, now you have people like hacking out there and they're Uh, live, which is their crypto exchange rankings platform, will actually, you know, give you these ex- assessments of how those different exchanges, how secure they are, and how 
you know, legit their their volumes are. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Mr. Travis Wright. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you too, brother. You're a good man, Mr. T-Dubs. And you out there, I appreciate all of you just as much as I appreciate Mr. Travis Wright because without you guys, we're just two dudes talking crypto. And, you know, we enjoyed that and all, but we really love that you engage with us. You can email us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Go to our website, badcryptopodcast.com. Click the contact link or pick up the uh, the bad crypto hot phone, hotline, hot, the, the, the phone number thing. Call us, 708-885-9030. Talk to us. We love to hear mm-hmm. the sound of your voice, especially yeah. if you talk to us like this. Yeah, engage with us on. I like when people engage on Twitter. When I mentioned about the two year birth anniversary of Bad Crypto, you know, I had a few people, you know, reach out and say, Congrats, we really love the show, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Hey, congrats to you. And then I've given uh, a few people a pair of socks out of the blue for because you like the show and it was anniversary. I was feeling generous and, uh, Sending out those socks here in the next uh, the next week when hey, I get back. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Spontaneous contest, okay? In fact, I think we should do a giveaway, Mr. Travis, right? Why don't we go ahead and give away a pair of socks to one of our Twitter followers like this week? Let's do it. How should, how, I like how that. Do we, how do we make it work? Hashtag stay bad socks. Or sock it to me. Sock it to me. Hashtag sock it to me. Okay, so tweet at, us, at bad crypto. Yep, tweet, yeah. tweet at bad crypto with the hashtag sock it to me and say whatever you want to say. Um, you know, tell us how much you love the show or yeah. how much you tell love us how show. great you think Joel is. Yeah. Joel loves that. I do. It's a, my ego needs strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I really don't care. No, I know you guys love me. You guys love me. It's <laughs> clearly obvious. So there you go. Tweet us at bad crypto on Twitter. And hashtag sock it to me, and we will respond to whoever we want to. We'll pick a winner. I mean, it might be the person who makes us laugh the most. Right? Mm-hmm. We we are the judges. We are the jury. We will hand down the verdict and the sentencing. Um, and the the verdict for all of you, no matter what, will be that you should stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.